When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we, of course, have our Army preview. Should be an interesting contest between the Army Black Knights and the Wisconsin Badgers Saturday night in Camp Randall. Um, in our conversation, we'll do our usual game preview, and then we will get into our interview with Against All Enemies and Mitch Northam. He joined us to talk about all things triple option, um, service academies, Army, what makes them kind of go, what makes them, uh, you know, someone that you can attack and get after and, and how to exploit and try and slow down that triple option attack, which will be something very unique to what Wisconsin has seen um, from for quite a long time. So it's a very interesting interview with him in the back half of the show. Should be a lot of fun to preview this exciting contest. Matt, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, I think it'll be nice to get back to Camp Randall, and I'm very excited that it's a night game. I think that um, you saw just how important night games can be um, for the atmosphere of a game like that Iowa game, for example, where it gets into the night game territory and um, just doesn't have the juice of, you know, that top five matchup. But but it still is nice to have that going on at Camp Randall. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I was not able to go to the Eastern Michigan game, which was the, the other night one. So this one should be a special one. And again, uh, a fun, I'm, you know, the more I've dove into this matchup and looked at, you know, Wisconsin going against a triple a triple option attack, just uh, the first time these two teams are meeting, I think it'll be a really cool atmosphere and, and a cool game to watch. Despite Wisconsin, the struggles that they've had this season, it's been a, it's a really, really interesting non-conference schedule, and I think this will be a nice uh, bow on that. But before we get into all things uh, Army Wisconsin, there was a little bit of basketball news. There was a media day. Um, availability. Anything to take away from uh, that that you that you heard from the, from Greg Gard or any of the, the various players? Uh, just a couple of just like anecdotes that kind of jumped out. Um, Stephen Crowell, um, kid who came on late last year. We I know most people assumed he was going to redshirt, but you look at the way in which they had the extra COVID year. Uh, he, he got to see the floor a little bit, specifically in the tournament, which was nice to see when he went up against the Kentucky Bigs. Um, and he, you know, played well. So I think he's a kid who's probably going to be your starting center. Um, I know that Tyler Wall mentioned that he's made a nice jump. Um, a little wrinkle that maybe when Chucky Hepburn isn't out there at point guard, you might see a little bit of Johnny Davis running the offense, it sounds like. I personally think Johnny Davis is going to play some gaudy numbers um, in terms of playing time. Like I think he will be on the court for the vast majority of minutes. Um, and and once again, Warren Bowman, positive things coming out 
talking about him, but really I think you look at it the way uh, things looked. It sounds like your starting lineup of Chucky Hepburn, Brad Davison, Jonathan Davis, Tyler Wall, and Stephen Crowell. Um, I like to pat myself on the back. I picked that five way back uh, after the end of last year, not knowing that they were going to bring in some transfers. But um, I think that's going to probably be your starting five as well, it sounds like. So some positive developments there for the basketball team. And now it's going to be a matter of really seeing what they can do. They're, they have their uh, scrimmage upcoming here um, in, a, in a few weeks. So things are getting closer here for basketball. Yeah, they're they're right around the corner, and and I know again the, the I think a little bit of excitement is starting to build for the possibilities of this team. Not saying that they're going to be someone who competes in the top of the conference, but you're just kind of hoping to see a fresh group of faces that is competitive and plays um, basketball the way Wisconsin wants to, and, and hopefully can win some games and be a team that is um, a little bit more in sync and together than what we've had the last couple of years, despite huge expectations kind of fell by the way said, now you're going to have a different type of season where you're going to be coming in with very low expectations and, and maybe you can uh, see what these guys could do and surprise some people. So it should be an interesting season right around the corner. Uh, college basketball will be here before we know it. With that, that's really all we've got for news. So why don't we go ahead and get started on this Army preview. Again, Saturday night, Camp Randall, Wisconsin, taking on the Army Black Knights. Should be a really fun contest from from a whole different you know type of aspects. You know, this is a not only a team that Wisconsin has never faced before, a triple option attack as well that Wisconsin. From what I've looked up, the last time Wisconsin played a triple option team was 1979 when they took on Air Force. Um, so not something that the Badgers are going to be used to seeing, but should still be an interesting um, back and forth between you know some some. Uh, quality coaches over on the Army side and Jim Leonard on this defense, Paul Chris trying to attack this Army defense. There should be a lot of fun. Why don't we start with the offense? I think the Badger defense will be maybe a little bit longer conversation going against that triple option attack. But this Wisconsin offense will have to try and find something and really convert points when they have the ball. When you talk about triple option attack, Wisconsin likes to run the ball. Army leads the nation in time of possession. So possessions are going to be at a premium in this contest. So you likely need to put up some points there. Going against the team that currently ranks third in rush defense, I believe 52nd in pass defense. So a good unit. Some of these numbers might be a little skewed. We can talk about Army's schedule here in a little bit. Have not played a ton of great teams. But how do you expect this Wisconsin offense to try and move the football and put points on the board when they have the football? I think they're going to try to still do what they did against Illinois. I think a similar game plan is going to be in play, that you're going to try to run the ball. I know you look at the numbers, and Army's been extremely good against the run. They're third in the country, only giving up about 54 points, I mean 54 yards per game. Um, But at the same time, you look at Wisconsin's offensive line, it is built to run the ball. It is not necessarily built to – drop back and throw the ball. We've seen that Graham Mertz is still kind of dealing with some inconsistencies. Uh, Specifically, he might be still dealing with that injury a little bit. So if you can lean on your your offensive line and rushing attack to to get the job done, I think you can do it here. Uh, And really, you turn it to Malusi, you turn it to Bert, or uh, not Berger, but uh, Braylon Allen here and, and see what they can do. I think that this is an offense that Started to get in a little bit of a rhythm at times in that Illinois game. It didn't. It still didn't look perfect, but I still think the run here is is, is the move. You've got an offensive line that is averages well over 300 pounds. You've got a, a defensive line that is 
quite small. Um, and and really, I think that you look at their numbers, some of that is propped up by the fact that they've played some teams like a, a Western Kentucky who constantly throws the ball and some really bad teams like UConn and Western Illinois. So I think that Wisconsin will be just fine. Um, but if if Wisconsin can't sustain drives and can't put points on the board, they're going to be in trouble because Army sucks the living life out of the stadium based off of their offense. Yeah, I, I think that's the key point there is that, you know, I do agree with you. I expect them to run the football. You you don't come into Wisconsin week thinking that they're going to just throw it around the yard. They might need to throw it a little bit more than they did last week, but I still expect a, a very similar game plan. Um, but I think that's the key point is, is sustaining those, dri- those drives, converting on third down, and putting points on the board when you have the football. I mean, you look at these two teams. Army ranks first in the country in time of possession with 40 minutes on average. Wisconsin ranks fourth. Uh, fourth with 35 games uh, or 35 minutes on average. When you think about it, something's going to have to give there. You know, both teams can't have it for as long as they want to because there's only 60 minutes in a game. So that part is going to be um, really crucial and really interesting to see who can sustain those drives, who can put points on the board because you know you don't know the next time you're going to get the ball back. Now, hopefully, some of that will be mitigated with Wisconsin's defense that will hopefully be able to get some stops and get you the ball back, but. I don't necessarily know if you're going to have the the same amount of you know, Wisconsin defense getting stop after stop after stop. You know this Army offense is built to keep those drives moving, get to third and short, and convert and keep the clock moving and try and shorten this game. So while as great as the Wisconsin defense is, there's still going to be times where they're going to convert those, and all of a sudden, you know, another first down for them is is another few minutes that are going to be taken off the clock. So I think that whole cat and mouse game of who who tries to, you know, you know, Army doesn't like to throw the ball, but Wisconsin, who tries to hit some big plays to get the ball down the field, and then who can score and sustain those drives and put the points on the board is going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, and this isn't an Army team that's really great at forcing turnovers or anything like that. This is, they just are going to try to bend but not break, hold you um, from from getting to the end zone. That's, that is their scheme. That's what they're going to try to do. Um, they've got some, a solid pair of linebackers and Eric Smith and Spencer Jones, um, a, a solid safety. Uh, I mean, they've got a freak at Andre Carter II is like 6'7", 250, and has seven and a half sacks off the edge. So if you do end up passing, he's the player you got to watch. Um, most of their defensive front is fairly small. I mean, they the other outside linebacker they have is like – Five foot ten and like two hundred and twenty pounds, which you look at the Wisconsin run game, that is like a mismatch um, waiting to happen. But Andre Carter is a is a guy that they really need to watch for because he does get into into the backfield frequently. He's got a sack in every game but one, um, multiple sacks in three different games. So he's he's the guy that off the edge. I thought that Wisconsin did a good job last week against Illinois' pass rush. Didn't give up any sacks. That's something that if you have to air the ball out. They've got to give Graham Mertz time because we've seen that he really struggles when he doesn't have his, his footwork under control, and that usually happens when he has any semblance of pressure. So that's the big thing, I think, if you do have to pass, giving Mertz time and, and allowing um, the play to set up is, is crucial. So Andre stopping him from bending around the edge is going to be big. Yeah, and I think when you do you know, decide to – throw the ball and take to the air, you have a chance to hit some big plays on this Army team. I think the one uh, Achilles heel of this group has been getting hit for big plays in the past game. I mean, traditionally against 
teams that you run the triple option offensively. They don't go against the pass a ton in practice, so you can sometimes hit on some big plays um, when some guys are out of position and, and take advantage of, of some of those. So the opportunities are probably going to be there for Graham Mertz to throw it at some point. It's just going to be a matter of, like you said, keeping the pressure off of him and allowing him to hit some of those plays because you, you want to keep those drives moving. Sometimes that's going to have to involve throwing the football and, and not just running it every single time and, and trying to get him in a rhythm to hit some of those throws. So I think all of this offensive back and forth is going to be so interesting to watch. And part of that will, of course, be cohesive with the defensive effort, which we'll get into here in just a second. So it should be a lot of fun in that regard. Why don't we go ahead and, and turn gears to that defensive side. Before we get into how Wisconsin's going to exploit and, and try and slow down this Army offense, what what is it about the triple option in your eyes that makes it so frustrating and, and hard for opposing defenses to figure out and get ready for it's all the different variations that they run. Um, you look at it, and they traditionally use the flex bone, which has multiple different backs on the field, um, and you can use triple option schemes, um, speed option schemes out of it. You can do midlines. You can do tosses. You can do the, the standard fullback dive. I mean, that's one thing. This could be a really positive fullback game for, for all of us who, who love the fullback um, because you're going to have Army willing to run with their fullback, but the Badgers as well. But they do a lot of counters as well, like counter options, counter tosses. Um, and, and so there is a lot of different movement and a lot of deception that's going on on each and every play. You're going to see chop blocks from the offensive line. You're going to see um, all sorts of different things that you don't normally see. Um, and and then for every once in a while, they're going to take a couple shots deep with the pass because they're going to try to lull you to sleep with three, five, ten yards here or there um, in the run game and then try to hit you over the top when your safeties bite up or your cornerbacks are getting undisciplined. So this is this is all about being disciplined and, and staying in, in your lanes, making sure that you're, um, you know, reading your keys, reacting, and, but not um, getting out of position for this defense. I mean, they test you and put pressure on your defense so much based off of this offense, but I think there are ways for this Wisconsin defense to shut it down, but it's definitely going to be come down to eye discipline and making sure that and trusting that each and every one of the players next to you uh, is taking care of their role because the flex bone, the triple option attack just really can kind of put you, put you in, in, uh, in a bind at times. Yeah, it's really a – you said discipline, and I think that's a great way to put it. You're just constantly making sure that you know your assignment. I mean, every time you hear a coach talk about going up against triple option, they, they talk about assignment football where if you've got this assignment, you've got to stick to it and trust that your teammates are – in their you know respective roles and assignments and doing their job. You can't try and do someone else's job because then that leaves something else open um, for all of a sudden those big chunk plays that they pick up. That's what they're trying to do is make make defenders make decisions and hope that they're in the wrong in the wrong spot to make the wrong one and all of a sudden, you know, they they've got a pitch or they've got something open or somebody went the wrong way and the fullback is, is picking up five, six yards and moving the football down the field. So it's, it's really going to be a different test for Wisconsin. You know, you think about Jim Leonard's defense against a traditional team, loves the blitz, loves to send a lot of different looks, loves to try and attack the opposing, you know, obviously will shut down the run and try and attack with with the outside linebackers to, to get some pressure. Not necessarily the same sort of offense that you can do that against where you can't be consistently sending guys because blitzing 
you know, they generally don't throw the ball all that much. So blitzing really doesn't get you anywhere. It's more so about knowing your assignments, knowing your test, and trying to stick to it, which um, will be different for the, this group. But I, I know Paul Chris hinted at it. He said his guys are excited about the challenge of, of going against this type of attack. It is, you know, a lot of teams generally like to take on these triple option teams either early in the season or, you know, after a bye week. But he also mentioned that the defense was, you know, they watched some tape on this this summer. It sounds like there's been some prep in there previously. So hopefully this group will be ready to go and know their assignment and be up to what should be a really interesting challenge. Absolutely. I mean, you you look at it, and this is a dream for a guy like Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. Like, those two have to be licking their lips about how, how they can just rack up tackle stats in this game. We saw what they did against uh, Michigan in terms of tackle numbers. I, I think you're looking at both of them probably 10-plus just based off of the way that Army runs the ball um, and the way that the defense is going to have to flow at times. Those two guys, Nick Herbig as well, I think that – um, those three are going to have some a lot of tackles in this game. And and um, I really think that Wisconsin will be in an okay spot um, for this. Um, but it's, like I said, they can't give up the big play because that is, that is something that happens is when you're going up against this rushing attack, they can kind of lull you to sleep, like I mentioned. But then they'll hit you not only over the top with the pass from time to time, but also – if, if your safeties are creeping up and the running back or ball carrier gets past that first line or second line, there's nobody. And so you've got to make sure that your, your safeties are sound in tackling when they get that, when they have that pitch assignment or when they have it to where a guy gets into the second level. They've got to wrap up. They can't let them get into space and get open. Yeah, it's, it's really a, an interesting offense. It's, it's crazy that and then now you're down to really – Three, three teams that run the Service Academy. Georgia South is another team that runs it, but not a lot of programs run this group uh, or run this offense. So it's an interesting um, a- attack that maybe more teams. I know there's been a lot of articles written about why why more teams don't try to because you see consistently what Army, Navy, Air Force do generally aren't able to recruit at the same clip as as most other schools, but they somehow still have a good amount of success. And part of that is predicated on on a good defense, but a lot of it is predicated on this offense consistently uh, presenting challenges to opposing defense. Uh, Getting into now what Wisconsin will look to do, what do you think is maybe the key for Wisconsin's defense to try and slow down this attack? I mean, we know we talked assignment and just how to go about it in general, but what do you think the Badgers will look to do to to try and slow this Army attack down? I'm interested to see what Jim Leonard does with his his front seven, if he had mixed so many many adjustments. Um, You you know, Wisconsin has really – Bounce back and forth between a two-four-five and and have and then three down linemen sets based off of personnel, based off situations. I think this is going to be a game where you're going to probably see at least three defensive linemen on at at all times, um, and and then a lot of rotation up front because of the way that they cut block. That takes takes a lot of pressure, and you know you risk injuries against your defensive linemen in this in this type of game. So. I think Wisconsin's really going to try to play sound, but but really allow their defensive linemen to try to play aggressive. Because if you get Keanu Benton knocking back an offensive lineman who's under 290 pounds, it can really muck up what they're trying to do. So I think Wisconsin's defensive line is going to be crucial in this game, really if they can kind of, kind of dominate that the front, it would really help out those linebackers, allow the safeties to 
to focus on their pitch keys and everything. So I think that's the biggest thing that Jim Leonard's going to probably want to do is try to unleash those defensive linemen, try to get them to, to take away multiple blocks, try to get them to get some penetration. You're not going to be blitzing, like you mentioned, with your linebackers. They're going to have keys that they're going to need to stick to. But I do think that the the matchup between Wisconsin's defensive line and what Army's front um, offensive line is trying to do is, is going to really determine this game, at least in my eyes, because Army's offensive line isn't big. They're they're quick. They're, they're really about different pulls, different um, misdirections that are going to be going on. Um, they're going to chop block, cut block, do all sorts of different things to try to get you on the ground. So how they are able to be aware of that, and if you can, you know, strafe through things and, and still keep your head up, they can really open it up. Because when if you're a defensive lineman, everything seems to be flowing one way. You got to be ready for it coming back to you still too, because um, they'll do a pitch one way and then and then hand it off under the other way. So those are the things that I think. Wisconsin's got to be ready for, but I do think that it's going to be a three, four-man front at all times that Jim Leonard's going to use. I wouldn't be surprised if they honestly throw four defensive linemen at times in this game. Just they have the bodies. They trust a lot of different players. We've seen, I think, up to like seven or eight different guys get snaps this year. I know part of that is like mop-up duty, but you want to keep them fresh. I think there'll be a lot of rotating in um, along the defensive line and maybe sometimes at your outside linebacker spots as well. Yeah, I think to, to kind of go off of that, you you, know, you mentioned you know mucking it up and, and trying this defensive line to, to keep things in the backfield, try and blow some plays up. I think that's really the, the big key in this game as well is to just try and keep this Army um, attack off schedule. I mean, you look at this group, they they want to pick up three yards on – they want to pick up three, three, four yards every time they run the football. They are a team, you know, generally when you get against Wisconsin's defense, Third down and short is something you, you feel really good about because you think the Badgers can get off the field. But Army's offense wants to get to those type of down and distances to be able to you know punch it to the fullback, run something, in, and get that first down and keep those change movements. So I think what's going to be key is, is for that defensive line, for the linebackers to try on early downs to get back there, get in the backfield, and, and slow this attack down. Try to keep them to, you know, third – Third and six, because all of a sudden, you know, you, you can't just go to the fullback dive to get a yard. Maybe you have to try and open up a pass play or try something a little bit more risky that Army generally doesn't want to do. They want to get to that short down a distance and then punch it through and convert. So if the Badgers can be disruptive on early downs and keep them away from that, there's no doubt. I do think Wisconsin's defense will have a little bit more success than some others in getting off the field on third down and some of those third and short spots. They've done it all year. But I, I still think if you can avoid those and try and get them to those longer down and distances, um, you're going to be set up for, for more success because Army, when they're off schedule, is a team that all of a sudden you can try and attack and, and try and get after in the backfield and, and hopefully um, keep them in a spot where they're a little bit uncomfortable. Last week we talked about it with Illinois, keeping Brandon Peters uncomfortable, keeping them kind of behind schedule. I think that's even more so in this game. You talk about a triple option team that, I mean, Illinois threw it poorly, but uh, but Army, um, while they can throw it a little bit better, maybe <laughs> with big plays, um, they're not going to want to do it as consistently or go to it or try to it. It's more so a thing that they bust out when they want to to use almost some trickeration or when they are absolutely forced to in some of those long, you know, down and distances. Yeah, they they like to throw the ball on first or second down when they've kind of mm-hmm. got you, you know, 
got some movements, got their drive going, feel comfortable. They don't like having to throw in third and long into the teeth of the defense. That's not their game. Third down conversions, they're they're right at that 50% mark, and, and that's a testament to what they normally do on a down-to-down basis. But they are hyper-aggressive. They're willing to go for it on fourth down. They've done it 18 times this year and are almost at 75% com- uh, so you saw what Michigan did where they were like, hey, showing a willingness to go for it on fourth down. That's going to be this game as well. So I, I think that you're right. Trying to get them behind the chains um, is going to be crucial. Those first and second downs are going to be big. And your Army's going to get a couple plays where they can pop off for 10, 15 yards here or there. It's about the consistency of, okay, you can't let those – normally one, two-yard rushes that you get from their fullback dive to turn into a four-yard run, right? Like, you, you've you got to wrap up. you got to finish that first tackle. It can't be, okay, well, they broke three tackles because they've got a back who's 260 pounds, one of their running backs is. So you you got to wrap up against this team and try to hold them. Um, but they, they do have a, quite a few fumbles because of just the mis- miscommunication. They've been shuffling in some different quarterbacks. I think – Christian Anderson's dynamic, their quarterback, that's one thing they normally have. But um, because he's been out um, or kind of in and out of the lineup because of injury, he's got a shoulder injury, um, they've had some fumbles. They've only lost one of them, but they have had eight of them, which is quite a few when you look at the fact that they've already had a bye week as well. Um, so it, Wisconsin's got to take advantage of those opportunities. If the ball's on the ground, you got to get it. Um, Wisconsin has struggled with – taking advantage of turnover opportunities, this is a game that if it's there, you've got to do it. You've got to put your offense in positive field position. So that's the one thing I would really push for this defense is to to get after the ball in these situations because you're you're wrapping up so many different times. But then if it if it pops out, you gotta get it. You gotta fall on it because Army's going to um, scrap for everything they can in this game and Wisconsin's got to be ready to bring that same intensity. Most definitely. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and get into our um, you know, players that we picked to click, and then we'll get into our score predictions. Before we do that, let's go ahead and get our ad read out of the way here for Home Field Apparel, um, our new sponsor of this show. Make sure to go over and check them out at homefieldapparel.com. Um, they go through the archives of old school logos and put them together on some incredibly comfortable T-shirts, sweatshirts. Even they've got some sweatpants that um, you know are, are very popular. They've released a, a ton of schools. They just wrapped up their big noon Saturday season two, um, which included Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, various other number of SEC schools. So even if you aren't a fan and you just like some soft T-shirts, some soft sweatshirts, make sure to go over and check those guys out at homefieldapparel.com. They are a great sponsor of ours. I've done a lot of great work um, with our site, and we hope to return the favor and hope you guys can go over and check out um, some of the stuff that they provide because it is some really some really great clothing for you to get cozied up in this fall as the weather starts to turn. Um, right now for me, uh, working from home, it's putting on a, a pair of sweatpants and deciding which home field sweatshirt I want to throw on in the morning and, and get ready for the day. So uh, make sure to check them out at homefieldapparel.com. All right, we'll go ahead. Each week we pick our players that we think are going to be someone we talk about you know, Sunday after the game. Who are some guys that you have in mind to make an impact in this one? I'm going with Leo Chanel. I think he's going to have a, a monster game. I think he's going to have, you know, an excessive number of tackles. But I do think that Wisconsin's going to be able to get a turnover. I like his dynamic ability at times. I think he's a guy, in, when you need a thumper, 
this is the type of game where he's he's just as big as some of these offensive linemen that Army's going to be throwing out there. I think that you look at his his ability, his speed, as well as his size and strength, I think he's a perfect mix for going up against this Army run game. So I think he's going to have some gaudy stats. Um, offensively, I think the guy we're going to be talking about is once again going to be the running game. I think it's going to be that two-headed monster. I, I just... I still don't trust Graham Mertz at this point. I know I don't know how someone could <laughs> based off of, you know, some of those missed throws that we've seen from time to time. So I'm going to go with the, the running tandem uh, of Malusi as well as Braylon Allen and say that those two get it done, put on a good show for their uh, four-star running back recruit, Jay Knott, who's going to be on campus um, for an official visit. Yeah, I think defensively, you hit the nail on the head. It's going to be one of those two inside linebackers with, with Sanborn or Chennault, just with the number of opportunities they're going to have for tackles. Those guys, like you mentioned, should be licking their lips with the opportunity to, to really get out and, and make some tackles, make some plays. Hopefully they can you – know, somebody will hopefully be able to – you mentioned them putting the ball on, on the turf quite a bit. Hopefully someone will be able to make a play and pick those up. Maybe it's one of those two. But, yeah, those two are going to be – have a ton of opportunities to make plays consistently. And uh, I, you know Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn are going to be hungry to do it. So I think those two are going to be certainly ones to watch. Offensively, I would have to agree with you. I think also you could, in Graham Mertz's, I think more so if you, if he's a conversation on Sunday, it might again be in that negative light just because the offense clearly wasn't converting third downs and putting points on the board, which, again, we've talked about. It's going to be crucial. So hopefully Wisconsin can get to the similar positions that Army wants to get to, those third downs, and convert them with a guy like Braylon Allen, who, who's going to be nice and, and big and, and crucial in this. And maybe the other name to throw out there is John Chennault. You know, maybe it's both, maybe it's the, the Chennault brothers game because you talked about fullbacks. They're going to feature a ton of fullback carries. Wisconsin might need those third and third and maybe fourth down short conversions, giving it to a guy like John Chennault to convert those games or plunging one in down at the goal line when points are going to be a premium is uh, something that certainly on the table. So, I'll go ahead and say that the players, we're going to be talking about this as the, the Chennault brothers game uh, when it's all said and done. I love it. I mean, he had nine <laughs> carries last week yep. so uh, and a touchdown. So I, I do not think that that's out of uh, the realm of possibility. He he has gotten more touches. I know they've wanted to get him involved in the passing game a little bit more, too, that we really haven't seen. But but I do think that, especially now that following the dismissal of Berger, if you've got some other injuries in your running back room, um, such as Isaac Rendo, if he's not available, it, it, you have other carries that are there. So maybe a guy like Chanel gets a little more run. So I like it. All right, well, with that, why don't we go ahead and get into our predictions for this one. What do you think will be the end result of this uh, rock fight-type contest between Army and Wisconsin? I think the Badgers are going to win, and I actually think that they're going to play pretty well um, in this game. I just think that what Army does is tailor-made for this Wisconsin defense to a certain extent. Um, if if Wisconsin can limit the big plays in the passing game, where Army is able to possibly take a shot deep um, in early situations, um, I think Wisconsin is really going to be in a good spot here, as long as the Badgers can do things on offense, which has been the million-dollar question all year long. You look at it, S&P Plus, um, and I know that S&P Plus loves the Badgers for some reason, um, but looking at this, they're right now a 22-point favorite. Um, I know the spread right now is right about 14. I think Wisconsin covers in this game. I just think that it's going to be tough sledding for Army to get much going on the offense, and I think Wisconsin will do enough to 
to, to put points on the board. So I think the Badgers are going to win 27-10 or something like that. Fairly low scoring. You still might hit the under. I mean, Service Academy unders like hit like all the time. So I think 27-10 Badgers. Yeah, I believe it's the, the latest number that I saw for Service Academy unders was 79%, and these two teams will certainly be similar in that regard in terms of the amount of times they run the football. So that's why you're seeing the 39-point the total, which I believe um, from what I could see was the lowest in college football so far this year. But when you talk about these two offenses, you don't expect a, a ton of points. For me, uh, I agree with you. I think Wisconsin will end up winning this game. I, I, I'm interested to see how many points – this Army group scores, I, I don't know. I mean, as, as good as Wisconsin's defense has been, I do think there will be some times where they move the football. It's just more of a it's more of a will Army convert that into points. So I'm interested to see how much um, you know that group scores against this Badger defense. I don't think it'll be a ton. I think Wisconsin, Jim Leonard will have this group prepped. I know they're going to be up for the challenge. So I'll I'll go. I think like a 20 to 10 um, type of game, low scoring. Wisconsin hopefully will will keep it. Um, you know, I hope that they come out and, and are aggressive early, try to get the points on the board first, and put the pressure on Army because neither of these teams are generally built to come from behind. So I think that will be key, and hopefully Wisconsin can get to maybe out to a, a seven nothing lead, a ten nothing lead, and then just try to put the clamps on, um, twist those coils around someone, and kind of suffocate it and and allow the clock to continually run with a lead. So I think that'll be important. So I'll go. 20 to 10, Wisconsin wins a uh, maybe maybe a nail biter, but eventually Wisconsin just kind of takes it under control and, and wins this game in maybe not the prettiest of fashion. You know, a lot of people have called it a rock fight. I certainly could see that, um, but I think Wisconsin does end up picking up a, a big W as they get ready to hop back into conference play. Yeah, I, I think I think the under is is. You know the play if you're if you're a betting person in this game, but I, I do think that this is one of those ones where the Badgers it's it's close early, but then the Badgers just kind of crockpot them and, and slowly chip away at it and pull away in the end. All right, with that we'll get into our Big Ten predictions here quick. Um, Saturday at 11 a.m. Not a huge slate for the Big Ten, but a few games at 11 and one more at 2:30. Nebraska traveling to Minnesota. Who do you like in that contest? Minnesota got hit with another huge injury, losing um, Potts, their their running back, who's their second running back down for the year. So I actually think that this is going to be one where Nebraska gets the win. Um, I just don't trust Minnesota at this point. I know that Nebraska has had plenty of points at this time where they've been close but just kind of fallen apart at the last moment. Um, but I'm going to go with Nebraska to to maybe figure it out in a close game. Yeah, I think that the the spread on that one's interesting. Nebraska is a four-point favorite on the road. Will, will maybe be something to look at. I do think they'll end up pulling out a victory. I mean, they've had so many heartbreaking defeats so far this year. You would think you'd be able to get some of that right against uh, Minnesota, who you mentioned, just dealing with injuries, dealing out with all sorts of stuff uh, on their sideline that might be affecting them more on the field. So I'll go with Nebraska as well in that one. All right, up next, Michigan State traveling to Indiana. Who do you like in that spot? I'm going to go with the Spartans. I think that Kenneth Walker and his Heisman campaign is just going to kind of beat on. They Their their offense just looks really good lately. They've been doing a lot of nice things, and their scheme is sound. So I'm, I'm going to go with Spartans to take care of Indiana, Indiana rather easily. You know, uh, this is a game that, you know, I think everyone is, is really high on Michigan State. 
and, and rightfully so. They played really well up to number 10 of the nation. Going to Indiana, you would think that screams, you know, trap game. All of a sudden, you're you're in a dogfight with Indiana. But I just can't really – it's similar to Wisconsin. I can't really say that with any sort of confidence that Indiana pulls off this upset. It seems like a prime spot where they could, but the way that offense is playing, the way Michael Penix is playing, the way this, this group is struggling to move the football – it's hard to, to pick an upset there despite, you know, the circumstances. So I like uh, Michigan State there as well. Uh, maybe a, a closer game than, you know, that you know a small number. But I, I do think the Spartans will end up eking out a win in that one as well. All right, the next 11 o'clock game, Rutgers taking on Northwestern in a gross, gross game. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, this is the last game to to ever watch on television if you uh, have a choice on the game to watch. Um, I, I'm going to go with Rutgers. I think this is your standard Northwestern season where they do really well the year before and then they really fall like a rock. So I think this is a three-win Northwestern team, and I don't think they're going to beat Rutgers this weekend. No, I, I totally agree with you. I've never been uh, high on this Northwestern team this season, and I, I still don't really – uh, buy into even the the two wins that they have uh, are not something that I'm really sold on. So I think the Bra- or Rutgers is a team that has played really well so far this season. Played a little bit tougher competition, so I'll go with the the Scarlet Knights to pick up a victory on the road. All right, the lone two thirty game. We've got Purdue traveling to number two ranked Iowa, which just makes me sick to my stomach. Who do you like in that one? I'm gonna go with the Hawkeyes. I, I don't see a lot of tests on their schedule remaining. Um, and I, I just don't trust Purdue whatsoever. Um, with this game, once again, being at home, I think you could look at a small letdown just based off of the fact that they're riding high. They maybe don't play as crisp as they did a week ago, um, but at the same time, I don't think Purdue has the offense to be, or defense for that matter, to, to hang with Iowa in this game. Yeah, it's it's hard to to pick a upset with Purdue. They they have played maybe a little bit better than what they the the results show, but it's still hard to trust a group like that. And in Iowa, you know, they, it just seems to be every week something else breaks their way, and and they force some sort of turnover. They figure out a way to win it. So I do agree that this could be a letdown spot in some ways, but I uh, expect Iowa to come away with a victory. All right, guys, that wraps up our portion of the show. Stick with us now. We've got a couple quick ad reads, and then we'll get into a little bit deeper of a dive into the triple option and the Army attack with Mitch Northam of Against All Enemies. We'll be back with you shortly. All right, Badger fans, we are now joined by our Army expert, Mitch Northam. Uh, He is part of the Against All Enemies website with SB Nation, which covers all of the service academies, so some good perspective on what Wisconsin will be seeing this upcoming Saturday against the Army Black Knights. Uh, triple option attack, which we'll certainly get into in our conversation, should be a lot of fun and an interesting test for the Badgers and this Jim Leonard defense, which so far this season has not faced uh, anything quite even close to that. And I think this is the first time Wisconsin has faced a triple option attack since 1979, I believe. So it'll be an interesting uh, game from that perspective. Mitch, thanks so much for taking the, the time. How are you this evening? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, and I'm good. Happy to happy to talk some triple option football for sure. Well, let's start with um, with Army, of course. We always like to start with the top, kind of have a conversation about the coach. And it seems like the other service academies, you know, Navy and and Air Force, kind of have a little bit of ebb and flow. Some years really good, some years down. But it seems like Army and Jeff Munkin seem to put out a consistent product that that works. So. 
why do you think that kind of is, and what has allowed him to have you know that higher tier of success at a place like Army? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think part of it, um, you know, not to knock Army or anything, but part of it is Army is an independent, um, and so they are able to schedule a little bit more um, easily than. Air Force and Navy are, with Air Force being tied to the Mountain West and Navy being in the American. You know, sometimes you get in those conferences and uh, you just kind of earn up the snuff for the rest of the teams. Um, whereas if you're Army, um, you know, I think on Army schedule this year, they play um, two FCS teams. Maybe they don't, you know, they have one FCS team, they play Bucknell. But then they also have UMass and UConn on the schedule, and they are basically FCS teams, if we're being <laughs> honest. Um, so, you know, Army is able to kind of, you know, be a little bit more, uh, you know, look out for themselves themselves when it comes to scheduling. You know, for the most part, Army plays a couple MAC teams a year. They play a couple teams kind of in that New England area. Um, and then sometimes they kind of pick and choose, you know, around the country against some other group of five teams like Georgia State. Western Kentucky, sometimes they go to Texas and play. Um, and then they throw in, you know, usually one or two of these kind of power five games a year. This year they're back-to-back. They have Wisconsin this weekend, and then the weekend after they're hosting Wake Forest. Um, so that's one reason why um, Army has been able to kind of churn out, um, you know, some really great seasons here uh, lately under Jeff Munkin. Um since Munkin's been there, they've gone to bowls four times, and they're three and one in those games. Um, one of those years, they blew out Houston, you know, hung 70 points on them. Um, the other thing Army is doing is, like, for the most part, they're beating um, Navy and Air Force uh, for the past couple of seasons. Um, I believe Army's won three out of the last four Commander-in-Chief trophies. For if your listeners aren't familiar with that, that's sort of the uh, – the trophy that Army, Navy, and Air Force play against each other every year. Um, and uh, Army has uh, done really well with that. Uh, you know, Army's kind of just, um, you know, Jeff Walken comes from that same kind of coaching tree as Kenny Matsalolo and Navy. They both came under uh, under uh, Paul Johnson, um, and he's done a real good job of just kind of keeping it, you know, to the triple option and keeping his offenses really simple. Um, Army has had um, some good quarterbacks over the years, too, um, that have been able to sort of, um, you know, take advantage of the passing game when it calls for it. Um, this year they played a couple of different quarterbacks. That was the case last year, too, just kind of injuries popping up. Um, and the other thing I would probably point out is that Army um, usually finds, you know, for the past couple of years they've been able to find um, a defensive coordinator who can really get the most out of, the type of players that Army has to recruit um, to a service academy, they they don't usually look like you're, um, you know, the same type of players that would play at a Wisconsin or an Alabama or something like that. Um, but those defensive coordinators have been able to get the most out of them, and they've been able to sort of, you know, part of the triple option is, you know, your offense is on the field for a long time, so you want to maximize time of possession. Um, and when you when your offense is on the field for a long time, obviously your defense is getting rest. So then if your defense is only on the field for a short time, you can kind of go maximum effort all the way out all the time. Um, so the first couple of years, Munkin had Jay Bateman um, as his defense coordinator. Um, Bateman uh, went on to UNC when Mac Brown was rehired there. 
and then Army had kind of a down year. Um, and then they were able to poach Nate Woody away, um, who I believe was at Michigan previously. Um, and so last year and this year, Army has been pretty solid on the defensive end for the most part, um, able to you know, usually force a couple turnovers a game. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's been a big part of their success too. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that. I know the uh, there was a lot. Uh, you know, you look at the four and one record, but the teams that they've kind of played in terms of that schedule is a little bit lighter. Uh, eight and twenty-two right now is the record um, for the opponent. So it's still certainly going to be a challenge for Wisconsin. But there's also maybe maybe it's hard to gauge where this Army team is at right now. But in terms of part of that challenge, they of course run the triple option, which you talked a little bit about already which is going to be different than anything Wisconsin's seen, like I said, since I believe 1979 is the last time I could find a uh, game. I believe they played Air Force back then. So in terms of someone who knows the triple option, sees them you know, from all three service academies, what, what do you, would you say is, is the most challenging part of trying to defend an offense like that? Yeah, it's really, I guess the most challenging part is like just trying to get yourself off the field and trying to not get caught up in the grind that the triple option can put teams in. You know, a lot of times, like, if you go back to, um, you know, when Army took Oklahoma to overtime a couple years ago or took Michigan to overtime, um, I think that was in 2019, um, the the kind of big stat that really sticks out is um, Army's offense was on the field for a really long period of time. I looked, uh, yeah, against Oklahoma, um, this was in 2019, they took Oklahoma to overtime. That was a really good Oklahoma team, ended up going to the playoff. Um, But Oklahoma, um, you know, Army had the ball in that game for over 44 minutes. And there's only 60 minutes in a football game, so, you know, kind of you do the math. When when your offense isn't on the field, um, you know, it's hard for for you to score and hard for you to keep up. So when Army is able to just kind of, get in a triple option mode, you know, hit you with the fullback, hit you with the quarterback, uh, hit you with the slot back on a misdirection, hit you with the fullback trap. You know, when it's able to kind of get that triple option machine going um, and can just turn out these long, like, 12-play, six-minute drives that just eat up clock um, and keep your offense on the sideline and out of rhythm – that's where you can get in trouble um, if you're a Power Five team. I think if you if you look at sort of any of the you know box scores from the past couple of years where Army or Navy or Air Force has been able to pull over an upset over one of these kind of heavy hitters, that's that's the stat that's probably going to stick out um, most consistently is that that time of possession stat. Um, so um, you know, as if you're a defense going up against the triple option, you just kind of got to be on your P's and Q's, and you you really got to get them off the field on third down. Yeah, I think that that will be a fascinating battle to watch. I'm really excited for this game because you talk about you know keeping the ball for a long times. Wisconsin, while it's not a triple option team, likes to do that too. I believe Army ranked first in time of possession, and Wisconsin ranks fourth. So possessions are certainly going to be at a premium in this contest. So. It's really good to get a kind of an understanding of, of what the triple option will look like as they come into this game. In terms of Army, who are some players that Wisconsin fans should be on the lookout for this ground attack offensively? Because I know you mentioned they've they've ran a couple different quarterbacks and, of course, always have you know a ton of different guys, whether it be the fullback and, and running backs, kind of move it around all over the place. Yeah, um, I mean, the big guy that's that's been key for Army this season um, is Christian Anderson. 
Um, I'm not 100% sure if he's going to play against Wisconsin, um, but he was their quarterback for their first four um, – for the most part, he actually didn't start in game one against Georgia State, but ended up finishing that game and then started their next three. Um, and then against Ball State, you know, in that loss that they had uh, two weeks ago, um, he didn't play in that game. Um, so if Christian Anderson is able to go, that's kind of who who Army kind of runs their offense through from the quarterback position. Um, you know, he's he's a pretty good runner, pretty smart guy when it comes to, you know, reading defenses and able to get the get the ball out and stuff. If he can't go, my guess is that uh Ty here Tyler will get the start. Um and he's he's decent. Um, you know, he's a good runner, um, but not that great of a passer. Um so you know, if you look at the box score from their game against Ball State, um, you know, they brought in Jamel Jones to throw a couple passes. Um, and Army has kind of done that a couple times this season, even when everybody's healthy. Every now and then they'll sort of just, um, you know, they'll switch up a quarterback and they'll bring in a guy who, um, you know, maybe you have to watch his arm a little bit more and you can't stack. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, sometimes Army will bring in, um, you know, bring in these guys that, that can pass the ball a little bit more, um, and that means that you can't stack the box for the triple option. Um, and then that opens up things, you know, for, for those big fullbacks like Jacoby Buchanan. Um, he's a guy who, you know, can be Army's workhorse sometimes. He, he usually eats up a lot of carries um, on those kind of up-the-middle runs. Um, Tyrell Robinson is a guy who, when he gets the football in his hand in space, um, he can be really dangerous. He's kind of a slot back type, um, but they use him in the running game and the passing game. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 9.5 yards per carry right now. Um, broke off a seven-yard run at one point this year. Um, you know, I think has caught a couple touchdown passes as well. Um, so, yeah, those those are probably the big ones that I would look out for. You know, um, if Christian Anderson is back at quarterback, that's a good sign for Army, I would say. Um, but if not, you know, I, I wouldn't write off the quarterback position completely. Um and then, you know, at fullback, you're looking at Buchanan eating up a lot of carries. Um, and Robinson is sort of their electric kind of big playmaker guy if he can get into space. Certainly a lot of names to, to pay attention to, but I think that shows you just what this triple option attack can do with, you know, running a lot of different guys a lot of different ways that way. And, and speaking of that, you know, the offense gets up a lot of attention, but we met, you mentioned the Army defense a little bit earlier. They're very solid as well. They've been really good against the run so far this year. But I know generally sometimes speaking with um, with with triple option defenses, sometimes the pass defense is the place where you can try and hit some plays um, for, for some chunk plays against secondaries that don't just generally don't go against that type of play as much, you know, in practice. So what would you say right now are, are kind of the strengths and weaknesses of this Army team? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, you know, really outside of the Ball State game last Saturday, they, they've been pretty opportunistic on defense. Um, you know, they've come up with, with four interceptions this year. Um, they've, they've forced a fumble or two. Um, so they've been really good at kind of giving their offense extra possessions. Um, you know, but against that, uh, in that Ball State game, the, they, they did get kind of, blown up a bit in the passing attack. Um, Ball State's quarterback threw for almost 250 yards. So, um, yeah, I, I think probably, you know, since they had this bye week here, that's probably what they focused on, um, 
you know, was was making sure they kind of shored up the passing attack. But, um, you know, Wisconsin's a team that likes to run the football too. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of have to see, uh, you know, what, what happens there. Um, Army's run defense has been okay. Um, you know, they've they've sort of as a, as a defense this year for the most part um, – have been able to just do just enough um, to kind of put their offense in a position to get the win. Um, you know, aside from, you know, their week one opener against Georgia State, um, they held them to 10 points. Miami, Ohio, they held them to 10 points. Um, but other than those two games, I mean, they've really given up some big chunks, you know, 35 points to Western Kentucky at home. Um, they give up 21 points to a bad UConn team. Now, that came mostly in the second half when Army was already up by a bajillion points. But still, um, it's UConn. You don't give up 21 points to UConn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, there's definitely some holes that Wisconsin can probably expose um, on our on Army's defense for sure if they're not um, kind of clicking on all cylinders. Well, I think in terms of, you know, we always people always talk about, you know, the, the defensive battles between service academies coming into this game, the over-under currently listed at 39.5. So it seems like points will certainly be at a premium with two run-heavy teams. What's maybe the one matchup that you would look for in this contest to, to maybe see how this game is, is going to go? And if you want to, throw out a, a prediction or a score prediction on how this game might go. Yeah. Um... I would say the matchup uh, that is that could decide the game, um, you know, if if Wisconsin um, decides that that they want to try and pass the ball a little bit, um, you know, Army's defense does have a couple interceptions this season. Marco Broughton is a particular guy who um, um, has a nose for the ball. He has two picks already this year. Jabari Moore also has one. Um, and uh, I think as we've seen in previous games this season that uh, sometimes Wisconsin quarterbacks like to throw to the other team. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that could be one there. If I, if I were Wisconsin, I would probably just stick to running the ball um, because they probably would be able to find success there anyways. Um, but if they decide to pass, I think, I think that's certainly one to watch, you know, um, if if Army's DBs are kind of up to the task of, of defending that. Um, if I wanted to throw out a prediction, I, I think that probably Wisconsin is going to win. Um, I, I don't think – I think Army is a solid team. Um, I don't think they're as good as maybe their record sort of indicates. Um, you know, and, and we'll see we'll see just how good they are this week and next week with Wisconsin and Wake Forest on the schedule. And then they get Air Force right after that. So we're really going to see kind of what this Army team is made of over these next couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to say uh, Wisconsin 20, um, Army 16. I think it'll be close, um, but I think it'll be I think it'll be a rock fight, and I think Wisconsin will get the edge at home. I think rock fight is a perfect way to describe this contest. The points will be at a premium. Possessions will likely be at a premium, but should be a fun and fascinating contest between two teams that have never met before, so it should be a lot of fun to watch. Saturday night at Camp Randall um, against the Army Black Knights should be a fascinating contest for sure. Mitch, thanks so much for for taking the time. Um, You guys, if you're listening, make sure to go over and check out Against All Enemies. Read up on all things Army, Air Force, Navy. Get Get a read on what the triple option brings. 
um, to this Wisconsin defense for a, a big matchup on Saturday. Uh, we'll be back with you, of course, next week to recap the Army contest. And as always, on Wisconsin. Thank you.